Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Essentially, the Atlanta Falcons are interviewing Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is interviewing the Atlanta Falcons and really just trying to see, can all these pieces get put together properly? The first meeting was just with Belichick and Arthur Blank. This time, Terry Fontenot, the general manager, is going to be there as well. Rich McKay, the CEO, is going to be there as well. Uh, potentially other people in the room, too. But look, this is really about, this is the greatest coach of all time. He is going to present, look, here's probably who's going to be my coach, except here's how we would do things, here's how we did it in New England. You guys have done things a certain way. Can all of this match? And I would say the presence of Terry Fontenot is interesting. Bill Belichick has worked with someone who would have been called a general manager before if he had not been in New England. They don't usually have general managers in New England. Belichick often has, always has final say. Would that be the case here? What does he think? There's a lot going on here that they need to figure out. But I think one thing is pretty clear, guys. There is interest from the Atlanta Falcons and Bill Belichick. Belichick has interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not saying anything is done by any means, but the mutual interest here is pretty strong. It's done. I think it's done. That's not a, it's not a report or anything, but it's done. He's taking a second interview. He's meeting with everybody else in the organization. And the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is making a point that, well... You have to be in compliance with the Rooney rule. So maybe that's why they're doing the the charade here of more interviews with Bill Belichick. Josina Anderson is saying, barring a snag, it's a done deal. And you just heard Ian Rappaport there. So I think it's done. How do we feel about Bill Belichick to the Atlanta Falcons? You can jump in, 617-779-7937. It's our big question of the day here on Jones and Mego on WEEI. Do you think it's a perfect fit? Bill can do better. That's a yawn. Or what a disaster. You can vote there. Uh, we'll get to all our thoughts on this in a moment. I want to mix in some phone calls here. Uh, can you pot up, Ryan? I uh, I seem to be a little frozen up. Can you pot up? Uh, thank you. Tim in Hanover. Tim, hello? Ooh, jams. Tim's, Tim's got something going on. How about William and Easton? Go ahead, William. Uh, hello. Hi. Been a big fan of you for guys for a while. Um, I want to talk about the draft and what they wanted you to do at three. Okay, go for it. Um, I think at three, you got to take the best talent available, whether that's Marvin Harris or the tackle. And then this quarterback depth is so big in this draft, and you might as well just wait till later. Okay, so I, I don't love the other quarterbacks outside of the top three. I don't love the other ones as much as some. Arkan, you really like Bo Nix. I do. I like Penix. 
And so if you can get Penix at the end of the first round, I'm skeptical of that. I know he played poorly against Michigan. I think he's going to go higher than the end of the first round. I definitely don't think he gets to the second round. Injury he's, risk. Yeah, his injuries scare the crap so, out of me. So, look, if he's, if he's medically red flagged, meaning like he's off team's draft boards, well, then he'll fall. But if he passes physicals and he passes medicals, then I, I would take him highly, personally. Jones, Jones you've been quite on on Bo Nix, and you've probably watched more of them than anybody else because yeah. you're in an Oregon household. Yes. I don't like him. Uh, he's also old. He doesn't have the injury history, but he's, he's also old, yeah. like Penix. And so I, I don't trust that offense. Now, look, I didn't love Herbert coming out because I don't trust that offense. But, you know, to me, not a lot of tight window throws, and I saw more of that from Penix. That, that's my preference. If I'm wrong on Nix, just like I was wrong on Herbert, well, then I'm wrong. Uh, Shane is in Plymouth. Go ahead, Shane. Mago the Stallion, Sister Christian, sup? Jones? Yes? Uh, you said today you think QB is the number one priority for all these teams in the draft, right? Well, yeah, team, to do it. teams that need a quarterback, yeah. All right, and you said also to me on previous calls that coaching doesn't matter. Yeah, Players for the like most Tom part. Brady yeah, sure. And Kurt Warner would uh-huh. do whatever they did without coaching, yep. yeah? Yeah. All right, so what's with all this coach talk and everything? And day after day and night after night, you know, it seems to be somewhat important to the listeners and, and no, other hosts. Shane, I, Shane, I've said this before. I mean, the Patriots making a move from Bill Belichick feels newsy. Hiring a new coach feels newsy, so we're reacting to it. But I have said coaching on the margins can make a difference. You know, a, a coach can put you over the top in a playoff matchup, an even matchup. But by and large, am I oversimplifying it that it's all quarterback? Probably. But it's like 99% quarterback and like 1% coaching. How's that? So we're spending time on the Good. 1%. I'll buy that. Do you want to see Gerard Mayo bring in people from the outside yes. with new ideas? You do? Yes. Okay, let me throw this one. How about bringing in Brian Greasy to be OC and Michael Vick to be QB coach for Jaden Daniels? Okay, so I don't know about the Vick part, but uh, Brian Greasy, Orlovsky told us that yesterday, right? Yeah. And my ears perked up because when I think of Brian Greasy, I think of uh, Lou Riddick and Brian Greasy and them blabbing on TV about how much Bill hates Josh Allen. Mm. And how much of a horse's ass that made Bill look like while Allen was carving the Patriots up on Monday Night Football. Now that Bill's gone, could there be a door open for Greasy? I don't know. I, I've heard that name before. He's in San Francisco. To me, that would not be the the top of my priority list. I mean, he was on television. He was out of coaching. How long has he been in San Fran? A year? 2022, I think, is when he got so there. Two years? So, two years, so yeah. like, I don't want to say that he hasn't learned anything there, and he might be a good coach. He might be. I just, I would like somebody with a little more experience if I'm going to be nitpicky. Are we at the point now where, like, if people have had a layover in San Francisco, that they're qualified to come over and coach yeah, offense here? that's what people did for years with Bill's guys, and they all suck. So, when you hire the guys from the Niners, and they as, tend to... as an assistant. No, I'm saying, but that people did that. And so, with the Niners, if they tend to be good, yeah, I'll keep hiring from that tree. Sure, why not? I don't know. It just feels like at some point, like you've snatched the good guys up, and just because you're going Maybe. through that system, Demico Ryan's and Bobby Slowick just came from there last year. Yeah, and they seem pretty can good. Turn around and implement it somewhere else. Maybe brand new. I mean, it's look, never been worked. Then if not that tree, how about the McVeigh tree? Or I've said this a lot. How about the Andy Reid coaching tree? Like I, those ones tend to be successful. Those ones. I'm not saying every single coach from there is successful. You know, Matt Nagy was a bum. But Doug Peterson went out and won a Super Bowl from the Reed coaching tree, for example. And Zach Taylor got to a Super Bowl from the McVay coaching tree. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like those were where I would start. Uh, meanwhile, we asked you guys earlier at Jones and Mego. You can weigh in, 617-779-7937. Things heating up in Atlanta. How do you feel about Bill Belichick being the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons? Should that come to be? Uh, is it a perfect fit? Bill can do better. Are you yawning at it? 
or do you feel like it's a disaster? Mego, I know your answer, but remind me. It's such a yawn. It's such a yawn. Look, maybe it's a good fit for him because he gets his money and he gets his personnel power. But I hate it as a narrative. I hate it for how his career will end if he goes down there and he gets the record, the wins record. Like, yeah, he should get the wins record if he wants to keep coaching and that's what he cares about. But it's when you look at the other options that it could have been Dallas, it could have been Philly, it could have even been L.A. with Justin Herbert. This is a boring roster, no quarterback, franchise that has never won a championship. They don't win anything. They've been to the Super Bowl twice since 1966. It's just, it's a bummer to me. It's an absolute bummer. And, And I seriously question, you know, I would like to hear from fans who, if you're going to watch Bill, coach that team if you're actually going to tune in the way that you watched tom brady in tampa tampa tom oh and the the patriots weren't that good that year so you watched tampa and that became your team in the playoffs yeah well tampa was tampa was in the four o'clock window like every week or on national tv are you gonna do that with atlanta just to see what bill puts out on the field and if he gets as he trudges his way to the win record like i don't think so because the product that he's been putting out there in new england over the last four years has not been entertaining okay i just find it a bummer i would pretty much like him to go anywhere but this location fans may not stick with it i mean if they're zero and four fans aren't going to watch past september but hell yeah they're going to watch and they're going to follow and they should i don't blame them and they would follow bill wherever he went chargers tennessee seattle atlanta whatever they would follow him wherever he went Arkan, uh, your reaction to Bill if he's the Falcons head coach? I want to say that Bill can do better. I would have voted for that if there was any other interest in him, if any other team, not any other team, but if other teams that are a better spot than Atlanta uh, stepped in or fired their coach, like in the example of Dallas, I would say Bill can do better, but it doesn't seem like he can. It doesn't seem like there's interest for that, so i got to cross that one off. It's not a perfect fit, and it's not quite a disaster. So I'm going to say yawn. I'm going to yawn at it because I think that, you know, the Atlanta Falcons are a team that's uh, got some interesting uh, uh, players on it. they got a good, bunch of good young offensive players. They don't have a quarterback. It's in a division that's kind of boring. It's a team that's kind of boring. There's not really too much to, to get uh, ramped up and excited about. There's not the uh, additional drama of, you know, getting back at Robert Kraft like you'd have if you went to Dallas. Really, I'm just mad he's not going to Dallas. I'm mad that Dallas <laughs> is keeping McCarthy. Well, I don't blame you for that. That's I mean, annoying. I like, I just I, I really I think that would have been a, a much better story. Hundred times better. Okay. And listen, Atlanta. Well, what are you talking about? For him or for like us and talking for about us. it? For yeah. us and for him. It's a better situation. And absolutely. For him. I don't think him. it's a better situation. If you for want him. to get that wins record, absolutely it is. Or win more games in Dallas than Atlanta. How about if he gets the same amount of money and he's Arkin. not GM there? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. He wants power. What if it takes him three years in Atlanta, but it took him two years in Dallas? Like to him, what's the difference? He's going to get the wins record either way, right? Well, it depends. Does he last three years in Atlanta if he's only winning five games a year? Okay, good question. But my guess is Bill looks at it, and this is you know how Bill would view it. I'm going to get the record either way. I want the power. And so for Bill, I think it's a good fit. I don't think he was going to have power in Dallas. He wasn't going to have power in Philly. And so he goes to Atlanta. He gets his money. He gets paid. He gets to run things. And Bill can do things the way he wants. And if we've learned anything about Bill in recent years, he's 70-plus. He's got one foot out the door. He wants the wins record. He's not trying to win Super Bowls. He's trying to pass Don Shula, and he wants to do it his way. And so where can he do it his way? Not with Jerry Jones, not with Howie Roseman, Atlanta. That's how he can do it. So I think it's a perfect fit. You guys can vote. And just one thing to clear up before we get to Curran, I want to replay something he just said. 37937. Uh... Where is the McVeigh text? I've is lost it. Is it where it says, hells no, Mego, I will not watch. You're right. Boring. Uh, no, because people will watch. They're lying. Uh, can someone explain to me how you guys keep saying the McVeigh coaching tree? He came from the Shanahan system. Okay. Right. Let's play this out. 
Does Bill Belichick have his own coaching tree, Arcand? Obviously. How? He coached under Bill Parcells. How? Every time a coach becomes a coach, they have a coaching tree. I don't get it. How does Bill have his own coaching tree? That you, you plant yourself, and then it's you all, have a tree, and then all your coaches are on your tree. That's how it works. It's all the Parcells tree. I don't get it. So that's really how. it's all the Paul Paul Brown tree. If you yeah, think no, right. It, it's bro. all right. It's <laughs> all back to that. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. It's all the Amos Alonzo stag <laughs> tree. Uh, let me hear Curran uh, because I asked Curran about Jonathan Kraft. We played you the the Glazer clip uh, last hour, and how no, she's not going to have the same football ups. Okay. Jonathan Kraft, is he going to fill the void that Bill left? What are you hearing on Jonathan Kraft and his role in football ops? And why the dragging their feet with hiring a GM if they're not going to fill that void? They have to engage a search and interview people. You can't really hire until you've kicked the tires on the people that you want to bring in or stand pat with what you have. They just don't have any desire to be the ones on who the burden of trying to scout, select, direct, the football operations should fall, nor do they want it to fall there. I think that there's a perception that they bigfoot decisions that has been said over the years, beginning with Tabucky Jones in 1998, extending through the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation, right now through Mac Jones, etc. I think they let their preferences in, at times be known, certainly with Tom Brady and let's not trade him, Bill, but they're not making final decisions. Okay. So I find that answer very interesting. They let their preferences be known, certainly with Brady and not wanting to trade him, or however he worded it. So I don't know that I've heard Tom say that before. In fact, I think I've heard Tom say the opposite, that they didn't get involved on not trading Brady and the Garoppolo thing. So they make their preferences known at times. Okay, is this one of those times? And the burden of scouting and the perception they bigfoot decisions, going back to Tabucky Jones. Where was where was Tabucky Jones drafted? The 20s? Like, Number three versus pick 22 is very different. And I do think they were involved in that decision, by the way. That was Robert Kraft when he was very hands-on with the roster. Okay, the 20s. So I don't think they're scouting fifth-rounders and sixth-rounders and seventh-rounders and undrafted free agents and, you know, depth-free agents. But somebody they're going to pay a bunch of money guaranteed to in free agency, they might have a say. And the number three pick, I'm worried they're going to have a say. And is this one of those times they, quote-unquote, let their preferences be known? 617-779-7937. We'll get back to your phone calls. Arkan thinks Bill doesn't have any options. Arkan thinks Atlanta is Bill's only option, which sounds kind of like Tom Brady from four years ago. Uh, let's get into that right after Trending with Christian Arkan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Jones and Mego. I never said I could take on a hippo. No, in fairness, you did. With Arcand. You ever I, see a hippo eat a watermelon? It's amazing. On Boston Sports Original. I wonder what Arcand just does with his time. I watch hippos eating watermelons. W-E-E-I. So ask yourself, does Belichick in Atlanta sound big? Does it sound formidable? No. Old guy, young team, doesn't sound big. Bill's going to roll out uh, to Atlanta, is what we think. Mego, you're a big uh, ludicrous fan, as you've said a few Massive different times. Ludahead. Did we know this, Arkin? I feel like this has all been news today. I we, can't knew we this. didn't know it. This is like my era. I don't know if I knew it for sure, but I'm yeah, not let surprised Arcan, by it. Let Arkin answer that question. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm like shocked to hear. I don't know if I knew that she was a big ludicrous fan, but I it tracks. Yeah. Uh, Bill Why? Belichick. You seem like someone who likes ludicrous. I don't know. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that? You're mean? in the right age range. Okay. Uh-huh. He has very sort of woman friendly music. I don't know. I mean, she seems like a good. <laughs> what, what, what was that? Ludicrous you- had big crossover appeal with women. He did. Well, that's not woman, a, that's, were you going to say woman-friendly music? Woman-friendly music. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What is, what is, what is Then it other about? rappers of his... Of his uh, uh, I'm just, I just thought time. it was funny. He had, I, he had a lot of songs. Might be right. I have no did, idea. You ever read, did you ever hear him read Llama Llama Red Pajama? <laughs> no, I did not. He does a little rap to Llama Llama Red does Pajama, he? which is was a series of books that my nephew loves. I, I was going to say, my, uh, my kid, I don't know if he reads them now at age five, but when he was younger, for sure. Uh, so Bill's on his way to Atlanta. Uh, how do you feel about it? It's up now at Jones and Mego, our big question of the day. Uh, perfect fit. My vote is it's a perfect fit for Bill. Don't think about it from your selfish perspective as a Patriots fan. Like, I want him in Dallas. Of course I want him in Dallas or Philly or somewhere interesting. I'm not saying Atlanta's interesting. Think about it from Bill's no, standpoint. it's totally boring. Okay, but think about it from his standpoint. It's a perfect fit for him. He can control everything. And we'll get to that from Mike Florio coming up. Bill can do better. That's actually leading the poll. 37%, although... <laughs> Yawn, which is how Mego and Arcan feel about it, is a close second at thirty five percent. I like I like the Patriots fans being like the bitchy girlfriend. Yeah, of like Bill can do better. Yeah, I mean, look, you're the Patriots, and get ready Falcons, to be. Falcons, she's so boring. Get ready to be the Patriots again. The Bulls are the, the Bulls. The Bulls anything special without Michael Jordan? No, they're not. And so the Bulls are just the Bulls now. They're just another team. You're just the Patriots again. Yeah, so Ben Gordon, Derek Rose. You know, don't act thing. like you're above the Atlanta Falcons. You're not anymore without Brady. Yawn, uh, 23% agree with me. Only 5% call it a disaster. So continue to vote there. You can dial us up, 617-779-7937. Florio, uh, about 10 minutes ago. Arthur Blank, Bill Belichick meeting a one-on-one basis says a lot. Uh, and I'll just read through the whole thing. Go on, dumbass, and do it. He did, by the way. Credit to Robert Kraft. He did it. Uh, the news that the Falcons will have a second interview with Coach Bill Belichick obscured the news for the first interview. Belichick met alone with owner Arthur Blank. It shouldn't have, uh, Florio writes. So we ignored that. Okay. What are you making a face at? No, I'm just listening. This okay. is my resting listening face. Okay. Well, Rap, Rap Sheet said it was a one-on-one resting meeting, and now other people are going to be involved. We played that clip for you earlier this it's hour. It's very negative. The fact that Blank and Belichick had a one-on-one meeting suggests that, A, Belichick asked for it, and B, Blank agreed to it. I don't follow, but okay, I'll, I'll play the game. Bill asked for it. I don't know how this infers that, but fine. Just me and you, Blank. The fact that Belichick will meet with the Falcons again implies that Blank also is ready to agree to whatever else Bill wants, such as, potentially, Belichick's own personnel department. That's what I've been saying for uh, the whole week. 
He's going to want to run everything there. Coincidentally, he says, Scott Pioli has worked for the Falcons in the past and no interference whatsoever from CEO Rich McKay. I smelled a rat on this earlier today. Josina Anderson, oh, they have a relationship. Bill's going to work with Rich McKay. McKay. yeah. They don't. Bill doesn't like him. He was on the, the rules committee, right? The, um, uh, the competition committee. Yeah. And, you know, Bill Ward with that committee. Rich McKay was a league guy before he started working in Atlanta. Bill hates the league. Bill hates the competition committee. He's not friends with Rich McKay. So Bill wants an assurance that McKay will stay out of the way. Okay? And apparently that's part of what he was negotiating with Arthur Blank. That makes sense. <laughs> Although Belichick to Atlanta is not done yet. I disagree with that. There's buzz around the league. It's moving in that direction. As one league source explained it, Belichick is believed to be done with quote-unquote big market media. Hmm making him more inclined to go to a place like Atlanta than Dallas or Philadelphia. Technically, Atlanta, a bigger broadcast market than Boston. It is, but it's... Not for sports. It's just Yokelsville. You know, it's just slack-jawed Yokels all go, oh my gosh, he, be- he came back against us. Tw- he beat us? We were up 28-3 to and he beat us. Shoot! Wow, he's got six rings. Like, that's what that's going to... That's the media down Bill there. That's Belichick what it's going to be. is going to make it. This <laughs> is Nikki Haley. He'll coach forever. <laughs> The Falcons are on fire. <laughs> the Falcons are on fire. Bill Belichick. The Patriots ain't going to make it. He's tired of the negativity and grievances. He Let's won't. just say it for what it is. Bill Belichick is too old. <laughs> no, he's not, Ryan. You shut up. The Patriots are going to kick the bucket. They're going to be six feet under pushing up daisies. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I just... Fantastic ads. Uh, thank you, guys. I think, thank you, Nikki. So when it comes to the big market media, that does sound like something. I think it's way, way, way down Bill's list, but Bill probably doesn't feel appreciated anymore. He doesn't feel pretty anymore. So he's ready for something new. And Atlanta's that thing because they are going to treat him like a guy. I just said this earlier. If He doesn't even need to win a playoff game. If he makes the playoffs and wins a playoff game, then my God, build him a statue is what they'll do down there. He's a God. But in the meantime... They're going to talk to him like he knows everything about football, like he invented football. He was on the other side of 28-3. to There's going to be zero tough questions of Bill Belichick and how much he sucked in his life without Tom Brady and how the games passed him by and how he was, you know, uh, at odds with Robert Kraft and Gerard May. They're not going to ask him any of that. And Bill doesn't have to do a weekly interview here on this station where, you know, they're asking him tough questions. Hey, it's Craig. He doesn't have to deal with that. That's right. Chris Curtis drove him down to Georgia. I mean, part, again, it's way down the list, but that's part of it. It's like it's a college football market. They're going to treat him like he's Nick Saban or something like that. There's going to be no hard questions down there. And Bill will get like this second life where there's no pressure. So, again, I think that's down the list, but that's on the list. And it's interesting Florio notes it. As to the Cowboys and Eagles, there's also belief in some league circles, both teams expressed interest in Bill and that Bill didn't reciprocate. Those teams then decided to stick with their current coaches. You know why Bill didn't reciprocate? He couldn't run the show. Jerry Jones was not going to step aside for Bill. Howie Roseman is not going to step aside for Bill. And, and neither Bill... of them should, by the okay, way. Okay, I yeah. agree with you, but th- this is this is why. Maybe there was back-channeling. There was interest on both ends. Bill said, I'm interested, Jerry. Let me run the show. Jerry said, no, me and my kid are going to do it. And he said, hey, Jeff Laurie, I want to run the show. Nope, sorry, Howie Roseman is doing it. And Bill said, fine, I'll go to Atlanta. So... They would have fired their coaches if Bill would have done it on their terms. He's not going to do it on their terms. He's doing it on his terms. And so that's why that didn't come to be. And that's why McCarthy's still in Dallas and Sirianni's still in Philly. I believe that. 
Still, it could be harder to win in Atlanta than Dallas or Philly. While the division is weaker, the Falcons don't have a clear answer at quarterback. They do have plenty of skilled offensive players, he writes, and maybe Belichick will run the single wing. For now. The bottom line is that steam is building for Bill and the Falcons. Uh, The one-on-one meeting with ownership becomes a key to Belichick telling Blank what it's going to take from a structural standpoint to land the greatest head coach in NFL history. The second interview becomes the message that Blank is fine with whatever terms Bill articulated in the first meeting. The question is, Florio writes, if the deal gets done, it becomes whether Belichick will have the checks and balances that Patriots owner Robert Kraft made clear last week evaporated with the Patriots. He won't. That's why he's taking this job. Uh, will Belichick once again be the emperor of football operations? Yes, Florio. And if Blank is willing to let Belichick have that power, why wouldn't Bill take it? That's why he's taking it. Because he can do it there. He can't do it in Dallas. He can't do it in Philly, et cetera, et cetera. But that's interesting, especially the media stuff, that Bill's just sick and tired of Chris Curtis barking at him every week. I do like that. That's I'm going to ask him questions that I think are related to football. <laughs> right. Football-related questions. Wiggy, your questions are just too long. <laughs> what drove him out of town? So look, I think that's uh, I think that's interesting. And again, I don't think he's picking it based on that. But the, but the whole it speaks to the expectations or lack thereof, and how Bill. I, I said this to you before, Arcane. I know you thought Dallas was best for him. If he goes to Dallas and wins eleven games mm-hmm. and gets knocked out in the wild card, well, he made the playoffs and he won double digit games, and like that's all well and good, but that's. You're Mike McCarthy. You're Jason Garrett. You're just another so coach. So why is he going to do that in, in Dallas, but he's going to go to Atlanta and make it to the conference championship game? No, I'm just telling you, if he gets to the postseason, think about it like Bill. They probably won't. I'm not saying they're going to be in the playoffs. If he takes the Falcons to wild card weekend and loses in wild card weekend, he's not going to be this god that you're making him out yeah, to Yeah, he will. I don't think so. I don't think so. The Falcons have made it to a Super Bowl this decade. It's yep. not like they're the most hard luck franchise of all time. You know, they've made it to a Super Bowl more recently than Dallas has. Dallas has a bigger drought. Like, that to me is is very important here. And also something that I think, you know, Atlanta, like, Arcan, the their Falcons fans the, aren't the, as big the, as... The Falcons yeah, haven't the, made the playoffs since 2017. The Dallas expectations are always higher yeah. because... Because of what that mark you ready for the win totals in reverse order seven 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 four seven seven they made the playoffs back-to-back years 16 and 17 uh then in between like they've been to the playoffs twice in the last decade and they did get to a super bowl but More like recently than dallas has. yeah sure fine but well, Dal- that matters i think okay, i think but, that's important Arkan, it also matters that dallas has been in the playoffs three straight years and won 12 games three straight years and they've won a playoff game far more recently than atlanta you don't think the expectations are higher than dallas than atlanta no they are higher of in course dallas. they are but if you make it to the conference championship game in dallas if. they're a bigger deal if you make it same with if in atlanta okay same if in atlanta it's the same if if you get that far in okay, dallas but, you're a bigger deal than you are if you win one playoff game in atlanta fine. absolutely okay yeah if you do one's way easier than the other it's well, way easier to add a couple of wins in Bill's mind to the Falcons everybody makes the playoffs that's why I keep telling you about the Patriots the Cowboys have not been to a conference title game since 95 no but they keep making the playoffs so the point is if it'll be put easier over the to get them there if you only it's only another win or two then yeah that's it but putting Atlanta over okay. the top is winning one but playoff game but maybe. here's what, but here's what you're missing so you're you have the the right side the successful side if Bill fails if Bill wins eight games next year and you know doesn't make the playoffs he's going to have more time in Atlanta He's not going to have a lot of time in Dallas if he wins 12 games and loses a playoff game, is my point. The f- people are going to start to turn on him. They'll give him another year. I mean, it's not like he's going to get fired, but it will start to be second-guessed. He'll be, if not on the hot seat, he'll start to be second-guessed. The honeymoon will be over. In Atlanta, that's a long-term honeymoon. He has a lot of runway. Unless they don't make the playoffs. I don't think so. Jones, I think you're right. I think he cares about the personnel power, the money, and now he doesn't have to deal with reporters who are going to be pressing him on stuff when they lose 
two games in a row. He's the, he's not going to be pressed in a major way like he would in Dallas. And honestly, I think that's terrible. It is. Like, it just, I understand those are his priorities. For me personally, that's terrible. Yeah, no, it I, I, want a, I want a sexier destination. I want a bigger market for him. But how about I want for him? something that has direct implications on Robert Kraft and everybody else here. Like, I would watch Dallas, and I would not root for Bill because I hate Dallas, but I would watch those Dallas games. If he's in Atlanta, it'll be like... Okay. Oh, you're going to watch. I, I, well, I have to because it works. Right, but fans, and you're right, we're, we're all, we're all going to watch on this show. Fans are going to watch. If they suck, they'll turn it off, but fans are going to watch in the meantime. It's different than Brady. I mean, it's much easier to watch a quarterback than a coach, but it's similar. Uh, Dan is in Dover. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Jones, Megan, and Megan How are you? Good. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, down to the Chargers and the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons have more heat, but – the Chargers play in Gillette next year, and the funny thing is, is that the Falcons play in Gillette in 2025. So can you imagine if Bill Belichick goes to the Falcons, and in 2025 when Atlanta is playing in Gillette, they're happen, they happen to be playing the game that if Will, Bill Belichick beats the Patriots... He bring- so I've, I've seen this before, Dan, and I, I, I thought he was done. I didn't mean to cut him off. Uh I'm sure the league will line that up. Wherever Bill is, they're going to go through the schedule and try to line it up where Bill will at least be close to that wins record when he returns to Gillette in 2025. Oh, so, yeah. so if Bill wins 10 games this year in Atlanta, the game will be early. If Bill wins five games this year in Atlanta, the game will be in like December. And that's how the league will do it because Bill has a real chance to break the record arcand at Gillette Stadium. I mean, that's probably pretty enticing. Yeah. For him. Look, I don't I don't care. But you got a better chance of breaking the record, period, in Dallas. I don't care about the dumb wins record. He's gonna break it either way. You don't think he's gonna break the record no matter where he goes? Mm, seven wins, seven win, third year. I mean, if it's two seven win seasons, and then that third year, I don't know. He's one win away from the wins record, and owner's gonna fire him. Maybe. No. <laughs> Arthur Blank got three seven win seasons. They, Bill yeah. is gonna get more than that. Arthur Smith, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Ar- Ar- Arthur, Ar- Arthur Smith just got three years, exactly. And he went he won seven games every single year. Bill would get a third year. And, like, we can say whether or not that's right. I just think he would. That would be sad, though. I mean, that'd be a lot sadder than if he did it in two years in Dallas. It'd be pathetic. I'm just saying, if that's all Bill cares about, the wins record, the way he looks at it, he's going to get it either way. So he might as well have power. Here's Jeremy Fowler on what Bill wants. This is from the other day. Uh, We've talked about it, and we played it for you earlier. Uh, We talked about it yesterday. I don't know that we had played it before today. Here's what Jeremy Fowler said about Bill and his preference for a job on SportsCenter. What's the early talks about Bill Belichick landing elsewhere outside of the course of Foxborough? Well, I was told to focus on talented yet underachieving teams because that's really his wheelhouse. So Atlanta comes to mind there. They're probably a quarterback away. There's a belief league-wide that there's some interest, potentially some mutual interest. The Chargers come to mind in that regard. There's also not a clear-cut fit right now. There are several teams in the league that are either looking to go with a younger coach Mm -hmm. or looking just for a new outlook. You know, Washington is probably out. Tennessee probably out. Seattle probably out. So, you know, there just there aren't a a lot of options right now. It could be some surprises, depending on what happens in the playoffs. If another job opens that's a little more high profile, Belichick could look into that. One thing is clear, though, he does want to continue coaching. Okay. He mentioned the Chargers. A caller just mentioned the Chargers, too. The Chargers are not happening. Like, I don't don't think the Chargers are happening. I just don't think they have enough money. Right, and I, I don't know. They won't spend enough money. I don't know what the reason is. It might be that. It very well might be that. You know that that that's what a, a beat reporter for the Chargers told Phil. Along, they'll just they'll never pay. They'll never do it. And so I don't know what the reason is, but I, I never feel like there was real traction with Bill and the Chargers. And again, that Fowler report was from Tuesday. At the time, we thought the Cowboys and Eagles were in. It sounds like they're now out. So I 
I don't even know what the option is for Bill anymore outside of the Falcons. Can I say something about yeah. that report? Which, that the Fowler one? That it's a he team wants an underachieving team. that's underachieving but talented. Mm-hmm. Isn't it kind of like, duh? Uh, it's got to be a team that is willing to switch their head coach, so they have to be underachieving well, in some tell- sense. And he doesn't want to go to a team that absolutely sucks because he's trying to get the wins record in the next yeah, year. Yeah, I think it's just telling you he doesn't want to rebuild. But yeah, it's probably self-evident. I agree with that. Arkan, you don't think he has any options, right? No, I don't. And I also think it's much more of a rebuild in Atlanta than it would be in you know some other place. But just because you have to get a new quarterback. But I don't think there's a lot of options. I just don't see. I don't see people. It, it, the, the Falcons were really excited to post that they had interviewed Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. Don't you think every other team, if they were in on him, would want to do that too? Don't you think they would say, hey, yeah. we talked with Bill Belichick. No one else is interviewing him. No one else is hitting him up. Maybe there was you know, an understanding that he was already, like Dan Orlovsky told us months ago, hey, he already knows where he's going. Maybe that was Atlanta the entire time, and other teams are just backing off because they know that that's a foregone conclusion, and that's why Jones kept McCarthy and everything else. I mean, that, that could be. But it also seems like maybe some of these other teams aren't really all that jazzed about having a 72-year-old coach come who just had a four-win season. You know, like there's other better options out there potentially yeah. in, in the minds of these owners. So I wonder if his pivot is not another NFL team, but TV, like Curran said. Or, you know, something like that. I, I wonder if that's his alternative because I'm with Arkin. He said it early in the week. He's right. I, I don't think Bill has a lot of options. If Bill wants to run the show without, like, tucking his tail between his legs and sacrificing money or power, I don't think he has a lot of options. Mike's in Boston. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, so I just want to talk about the Gerard Mayo hire. I mean, the more the days go on and after watching this press conference and stuff, this was a major PR move for them. You know, it was safe. You know, they, they hire a minority. Um, and if things don't Mike, work do you, out, they Mike, get high draft. Do you believe that's the only reason they hired him? No, no, no. I was just going to go on to say, if it doesn't work out, it's easy to get rid of him because of the fact they can just say, hey, look, we gave it a shot. He's a new coach. It didn't work out. They end up with high draft picks in the end. Then they go out and find a real coach, and their team's rebuilt. Yeah, I don't – I look, I think it's noteworthy that Gerard Mayo is the first blackhead coach in franchise history. I think there's now 12 or 13 teams that have never had a blackhead coach. The Patriots were in that group. So I think that's notable. I don't think that's why the Crafts hired him. And I don't think it was a PR move. I just think it's as simple as this. Robert Kraft thinks they have all the smartest people in the league. He thinks they're the smartest franchise in the league. They know everything. Everybody else is dumb. Bill was the problem. So, look, this is a smart person. My friends at Optum like him. And so, let's plug him in. I just think it's as simple as that. And Robert was too disinterested or lazy about not going out and scouring the league for somebody else. He thought he already had it in his back pocket, so they just went to the next thing once they were done with Bill. I think it's as simple as that. I don't think it's a PR move. I disagree with the hire, but I wouldn't call it a PR move. His philosophy, Robert Kraft's philosophy, is continuity and to promote from within his companies, and he's applying that here, too. I think it's a missed opportunity, and if that's the way that they go forward, and I say like the process of interviewing and seeing a different perspective of what else is out there in the league outside of Foxborough, that's a missed opportunity. And if they don't put that towards the offensive coordinator position, I'll be doubly disappointed. But I think that Gerard Mayo overall is a good hire. I just don't love the process they've gone through. What are you smirking at? You may have missed this uh, yesterday, but Robert Kraft is colorblind. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't see color yeah, when it true. comes to this sort Thanks of thing. Thanks for bringing so that back uh, up. That's, that's yeah. not, what that's he not just said thing. is impossible, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to ask Curran. We just we had other questions, and it was further down my list. I was going to ask Curran how he thinks Kraft looked yesterday, how he, how the whole thing kind of went yesterday, because that was a rough day for him. I'm curious the next time we hear from him, owners' meetings or 
the draft. I mean, I don't know the next time we hear from Robert. I'm curious if it sounds any better because yesterday was rough. Um, I just, you talk about the hiring from within principle. I know they say that, and, but like, is that what they're going to do at GM? How come they haven't done that at G- Like, if they really believe in that, how come they haven't done that at GM? Are they going to do that at offensive coordinator? I hope those are outside hires. But then, don't tell me your philosophy is promoting from within if you're making outside hires. It's, none of it's consistent. And it all just feels like the convenient thing to say at the right time. But it doesn't really feel like they have much of a philosophy other than we're not going to go outside our building. And this is who we wanted, and Bill's the problem. That feels like their real philosophy these days. Bill was the problem, and we'll fix it. 617-779-7937. More of your phone calls coming up. We have Triple Play next. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the Triple Play. Yes, Triple Play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. Jones and Mago. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best. You know I love my cars, and you can warm yourself up at the 99 restaurant with our fork tender boneless braised short ribs served in a red wine sauce with caramelized onions and mushrooms served over mashed potatoes and crowned with crispy onion rings here for a limited time. You gotta love the nines. It is Thursday, Jones and Mego. That makes it report card Thursday. So let's bust out our red pens and start giving out some grades. Number one. All right. Uh, first grade, Mega, we'll give this one to you. Grade the quarterbacks playing this weekend in the division round as a collective. Grade the quarterbacks? I mean, I'd have to say an A. You got pretty much all the best quarterbacks in the league out there, so I can't complain about that. I know that this has been a rough season for quarterbacks because Joe Burrow goes down, my personal tragedy of the NFL season, and you have a lot of backups going in there, but I think that... The wild card weekend we just saw took care of some of that, and now you get to see Lamar. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still playing. You see Josh Allen. I'm excited. I give it an A. Yeah, I mean, who else would you want to see? Like, Rodgers is hurt. Jalen Hurts. Burrow is hurt. Dak Prescott. So, uh, you know, Herbert maybe, Prescott, Jalen Hurts. Like, Hurts is probably the closest one. I don't feel Stafford. like there's. I don't feel like there's a ton of other mm. names that I really need to see. Yeah, most of those I'm kind of like, meh. I'm they're good. Meh. They're good quarterbacks, but, like, are they any better or worse than – you know, your guy Goff or Baker Mayfield or Brock Purdy or Jordan Love. Like, I feel like they're all kind of on similar platforms. So you have Lamar. You have Stroud. Purdy was an MVP candidate. Like, you have Mahomes. You have Josh Allen. In a matchup head-to-head, I'm with Mego. I think it's an A. I think most of the quarterbacks you'd want to see who aren't hurt, I think you have them there. Like, the only thing that keeps it from an A-plus is Brady. If Brady were still playing, I'd want Brady there. Otherwise, A. All right, let's get to our second grade. Number two. The trade in the NBA this week, Pascal Siakam headed to the Pacers for a couple players and three first-round picks. Jones, grade the trade for the Pacers and the Raptors. Okay, so for the Pacers, I like it. I don't really get the outrage. People are like, oh, my God, they gave up uh, three picks because uh, Pascal Siakam is a free agent and they might not sign him. Of course they're going to sign him. This is all predetermined. They weren't going to trade three first-round picks and not turn around and sign him. And what are these picks going to be? What are the? They're all going to be in the twenties. They're all going to be sucky picks. So to me, it's not like they're top ten picks, top five picks. To me, great trade for the Pacers. I, I don't love Pascal Siakam. He's not like some life changing, franchise altering player, but he's an all star caliber player. I'll give it a good B plus. Like that's a good, solid trade for them. For the Raptors, I don't know, C minus, D plus. Like, I don't know. They got they're, three first-rounders. For a guy they're going to lose, though. So, to me, and, and I don't think their first-rounders are very valuable. It's better than losing him for nothing, but not much. Why? What would you grade it for the for the Pacers? Uh, for the Raptors, rather. For the Raptors, i give it a B because I think it's something that they needed to do. Like, they, they need to rebuild 
they are more in the, like, I feel like the Pacers now are in the place that the Raptors have been for a couple years. Kind of this middling, smaller market team that, that free agents don't want to go to. Right, so how do you get them? You don't want to play for, well, or you've got to draft them. <laughs> so, you know, like you said, I think it's a good point that those Pacers draft picks might not be great because the Pacers do have Halliburton and now they have Siakam and that's going to improve them. Uh, I feel like it's a B for both sides. I don't. I still don't really take the Pacers that seriously. I think they could be a spoiler in the early rounds of the playoffs, and they could screw with somebody. But they definitely should not screw with the Celtics. I think they are. Yeah, they don't. They don't change anything for the Celtics. But like, they feel like the Knicks from a year ago, like a team that maybe could win around and be interesting. Like they feel like that. And I'll tell you, this is the importance of the play-in tournament. Like the Pacers are buying because that team went on a run in the play-in tournament, and they're somewhat sold that we're a piece or two away from making a jump. And so I like that trade. I, I don't think they're title contenders or anything, but I like that trade for them, for the Raptors. I mean, look, maybe you're Oklahoma City and you're stockpiling draft picks and you'll use all that capital in a different way, but a bunch of picks in the 20s, I, I don't care about. All right, let's get to our third grade. Number three. The Super Bowl pregame singing lineup has been released. Uh, I want you to give it a grade, Mego. First, I'll tell you what it is. Reba McIntyre, yes. famous fan favorite over there, will be singing the national Made anthem. In the past. Uh, my life is changing fast. Who I am is who I want to be. Beautiful. Close what, your eyes. It's like you're listening to what the a record, show. I think. Yeah. If you watch an episode of that and tell me Van isn't hysterical, go, I'm ahead, go ahead and do it. A single mom who works two jobs, who loves her kids and never stops. What a show. Very nice. Uh, Great something, show. something, out of a fighter. Beautiful. Uh, Post Malone, I'm speaking of beautiful. Uh, Post Malone is singing America the Beautiful, and Andre Day will be singing Lift Every Voice and Sing. So, Mego, I want you to grade the entire Super Bowl pregame singer lineup. Can Post Malone sing? No. That's that. That could be Bite a real train wreck. I like Post Malone. Is, Congratulations. Arkan, do you think that's going to go well? Yeah. America the Beautiful? America. I think so. Okay. Like, move over, move over Ray Charles. Here comes Post Malone. Seriously. Flava Flav did just fine when he did the I like Post Malone. I'm just, that, that seems like an odd fit for him. Who Who's Andrew Day? I don't even know who that is. Uh, Andrew Day is a, is a singer. I don't know much about her. but Andrew I know Day O'Connor. Uh, it's not Andrew Day O'Connor. Uh, she's a singer. Um, I, I really couldn't tell you much else. Okay, well, thanks. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I just I told you. I don't know. Okay, well, I, you're the one asking the question over oh, here. Oh, she's uh, a singer? Wow. <laughs> yeah. She's a singer. I thought maybe you knew her. Oh, now I know. No, I have no idea who that is. So I give it a, I give it a D. Like, I don't think Oh, how dare see. you? I, Reba, you're the only Reba fan that I've ever met, who I've ever met. And it, why, if you're going to have Reba in there, why don't you just throw Dolly in there? Dolly was fantastic. She could still rock the Cowboys uniform. Thank you, Ryan. Put Dolly in there. Ryan, you do it because I don't want to get yelled Passable. at. Passable. She was fine for 110 years old. <laughs> the stage held her up. She was fine. I was she literally was just going to say that. The whole internet. She was a queen. Fine. No, she's Love not. Love Dolly. She stood, she, she stood there. Working nine to five. Anything next to Jack America, Harlow's elementary school playset was fine. Just an old lady standing there. Reba's going to... Reba's going to... Oh, I'm sorry. What's Reba going to do? Reba's, Reba's going to be Beyonce out there? Reba's going to be moving around. Reba's, oh, she's going to be dropping her tail feather? What Reba, are we talking about? In the about? middle of the national anthem. A plus. Reba's in it. A plus. In the past. I've never heard <laughs> of Andrew Day. Can't past. wait for twerking Reba. I have never heard of Andrew Day. I like Post Malone, but that's an odd fit. But I'll tell you what. She could have been up there with... I, I don't even care whom. She could have been up there with Jack Harlow. You know, just standing there and Dolly Parton. A plus. Reba gets an A plus. What a fit. Uh, what Text a fit. Says, what a pick. Says Post Malone can, can absolutely sing. He can, that he's hey, a really good singer. So, I, you know... 
how much of that is uh, uh, auto-tuned and whatnot, but I, I have seen clips, Arcand, actually, of him just, like, you know, uh, back in his college days or whatever, like, singing along, like, in bars and whatnot. I have seen clips of him. You know who hey. they should get? They should get that, that lady from the <laughs> Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Morgan Wade. I'm going to take oh, yes. your clothes off. Yes, yes, We're yes. together on the floor. Uh, By the way, Andre Day had her uh, debut album in 2015, Cheers to Fall. 2015? It was nominated for Best R&B Album. Her single Rise Up was nominated for Best R&B Performance. In 2015. And she portrayed Billie Holiday in Lee Daniels' biopic, The United States vs. Billie Wait, Holiday. What, what was that? What? A biopic? 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 Biopic. I, I gotta be honest, I'm never actually quite sure how to pronounce that one either. Biopic? Biopic? What is it? Biopic. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Biographical picture. Okay, great. We're all really impressed with your uh, knowledge of the English language, Mego. Good for you. I don't know how to pronounce biopic, biopic, yeah. biopic that was whatever. A little bit biopic. No, no this is this is this is master of the English language, <laughs> Mego, who can't pronounce the word wolf. Bryce Jones. I'm not saying that they were. Yes. No. No one knows the English language like Mego. Can't wait to watch that biopic. It's all right. Like shut up. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> There's wolf hair. Wolf hair is what it is. Uh, anyway, that's who Andre Day is. So let me think. It is inconclusive. Also, that's not her real Wait, name. Wait, so what grade did you give it? A plus. Oh, stop. You're just a Reba head. Yeah. You can't see the He's forest for the simp. trees. Correct, You're yes. You're a total Reba I, simp. A single mom who works two jobs. <laughs> How old is Reba? Oh. Serious question. Younger than Dolly, she's but. Younger than Dolly. She's, she's only 68? Oh, uh, she's a yeah. That's a that's a vibrant sixty-eight. Oh, that is a vibrant sixty-eight. Oh, my. Loves her kids and never. She stops. younger than Madonna. You could have told me she was sixty-eight like twenty years ago. How's Madonna? She might be younger than Madonna. Madonna is sixty-five. Oh, close. Oh, that's close. Working nine to five. How old's Dolly? A hundred. I look better than Reba. Uh, well, Dolly is seventy-seven. Uh, that's. Younger than I thought. I will say that. Uh, so MF, MFK, Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre, Madonna. <laughs> Dolly, I'm sorry, Reba, Reba, Madonna. Uh, you six one seven. Kill Madonna because she's late to everything. Yeah, yeah, I just did. Reba, Reba, Madonna. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We'll get back into your feedback. That's triple play. Dolly for me. Each and every day at this time. Uh, let's circle back to what the Patriots should do at pick number three. Did Gerard Mayo forecast it? That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.